0: following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.
1: Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. At the end of the year, they'll be merging with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they'll be stronger together. They can help your business from retirement planning, payroll, audits, tax help, and more. Go to beangarter.com to find out about the merger and also how Bean Garter is stronger together with Dorn Mayhew. That is B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com thursdays on the huge show across michigan are presented by josh garvey and his team at bean garter
0: are you ready for huge opinions on the lions tigers wings pistons michigan msu and every sports team in the state of michigan
1: What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin a statewide journey on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can also listen to the free stream, weekdays at 3, and on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Later in this broadcast, Lomas Brown, Josh Garvey, our weekly Lions NFC North NFL conversation presented by Doran Mayhew. Before that, Alan True, uh, who is one of the great recruiting insiders in the Midwest when it comes to high school football slash college football, uh, he'll join us in studio for the next hour and 40 minutes or so. If you have any recruiting comments from yesterday's signing day one, the February signing day is still there. Ryan Day in Ohio State had an interesting day. Matter of fact, they've had an interesting year in Columbus. And you get athletes pulling up in Lamborghinis, but NCAA on signing day is heading up hardball again on cheeseburgers. Not in paradise. It's amazing. So Alan True will join us. Uh, You can check in on the Mercantile Bank listener line on 866-838-4843. Alan with 24-7 Sports. Dude knows a lot of people. He's everywhere. We have men every year. Well, we used to in February, and then they added the extra uh, sign day. So we get Alan True in the studio, and we'll talk uh, recruiting, Big Ten, nationally, Midwest, state of Michigan. And then what happens on the second day now, you really start to see more of the D2 offers, the smaller schools guys who flip because of NIL and the power five schools would have an opening, but yeah, watching, I think it was an old Miss recruit who pulled up in a Lamborghini, right? Uh, that's yeah. Isn't there's, that
2: nice? There's more of that than ever. Now, or you get, had a couple of guys, I think hold their letters of intent till like 11 o'clock last night, just to torture us. And a few hanging out today. It's the, yesterday. So yesterday's the first day of the, are early they hanging period. out to torture people or hanging out for a better offer? Probably. To, I, I like to think they're torturing us, but it is probably a better offer because some of them have, have the some of them signed the papers in the morning and just didn't send them in. So I think there's some there's always some late overtures going on. If, you, if everybody could know and we don't even always know exactly towards the end what kind of offers come in for these kids. I, I think some of them are pretty spectacular, but it's a lot to switch at the last moment, right?
1: Yeah. And Clayton Safey brought up something yesterday where someone's driving a Lamborghini. And the NCAA just looks the other way. But Harbaugh, when it comes to recruiting on not knowing if he remembers buying somebody a cheeseburger, is accused of lying and misleading the NCAA. It's crazy how NIL, no one knows the numbers, the money. You don't know the path on how the money's getting to somebody. And the NCAA and schools just look the other way on it.
2: Well, and now it's like a state-by-state basis. Like I know that in Missouri – as soon as that kid turns eighteen, even if he's in high school, he can get NIL money from the school that he's going to. If you're talking about f- from the uh, he not the high school but the college, yeah. So if you are an in-state kid going to an in-state school, you can start making NIL money as soon as you turn eighteen. If you're even if you're still in high school, so that was a big pitch from like a school like Mizzou can say, if you commit to us. And you turn 18 in August of before your senior year, start getting paid.
1: What a great idea for state politicians to help their in-state schools.
2: So I knew that Iowa and some other states had it. Missouri, I believe, did not have it. And I I think they lobbied to get it done.
1: Well, because they see how it can help the in-state schools. Michigan does have a bill for high school NIL that Mark Ewell, the executive director for the MHSA, was on the show, I think, last week and said that it will be heard again. He kind of feels it will be passed, but the way they're setting it up, at least in the verbiage right now, is that the MHSAA would have to approve the NIL deals to make sure high schools aren't paying kids to you know, go from school A to
2: school B. I think I saw something recently about a high school kid or a college freshman making more money than Brock Purdy.
1: It was Arch Manning at that's Texas right, being right. the backup quarterback yep. to yours, and he's made $3.2 million, and Brock is making, I love how we say only, 890000
2: and he could be the league MVP in the NFL. Exactly. So I, my take on this is th- that's going to change eventually. when When schools and NIL collectives make mistakes on promising too much money to a high school kid who then doesn't turn out, That's going to shift. I I can't think that we're going to sit here in five years and it's going to be the exact same system.
1: No, I I believe there's going to be, you stay for every year you're there, there's X amount of dollars, you're a starter, you play so many minutes. It's almost like a contract that will be there. So you come in, there is a signing bonus on recruiting day one or two, whatever day you sign. Then if you become third team, second team, first team, starter, All-American, lead the team. I mean, you're going to have a bonus structure because I said the same thing. That yours, and yours, by the way, is a guy who used it at Ohio State and reportedly got like, what, 700 grand or something for one year at Ohio State, left and went back to his home state in Texas. Am I correct on
2: that? I don't know the exact number. But, but he, it's got a big, he got yeah, a big yeah, yeah, number. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and honestly, on the back end of this, I know some kids who have taken the NIL deal and then tried to quit football or... <laughs> the team or something there's no i don't i'm stopping you with no rules right. no enforcement so michigan people have asked me about michigan's nil or lack of nil in recruiting i think they're doing more of as using jim harbaugh's word more of a meritocracy where they are waiting for guys to see what they do on the team before they get there and then they're getting great nil packages once they establish themselves as starters or important players to the team or even just a good locker room presences, but they're not promising a lot out of high school. And I, I think that, that people come, Michigan fans wonder about that right now, but I think eventually more schools will shift to that model.
1: Have I heard correctly that some top recruits were charging schools for recruiting visits, or is that just Twitter talk?
2: Oh, and and so having the saying top recruits are charging schools for the visit is one way of putting it. I think in some cases, the schools are saying, come visit our school and we'll. Here's a bag we'll give of cash. This. So it's not always initiated by the student athlete, but it's definitely happening. Kids are getting paid to take visits to schools.
1: Wow. That is amazing. Uh, Alan True with 24-7 Sports joins us every year right around signing day. If you have a signing day question, you can drop it. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also. On the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Yeah, NIL, I, I don't know why, and, and Alan, can we explain this? Why haven't they established rules on NIL? I know they got to pay it. I know it's out there. We all know the Supreme Court case, right? Why not just set up rules? Because some schools don't want the rules because they know they have an advantage not playing by
2: the same rules as the other schools. Am, am I close on that? So I think that it's because of the, the basis of it was being able to capitalize on your name, image, and likeness. So in that case, everybody's name, image, and likeness is worth something different.
1: What are these kids doing for so their name, image, and likeness money? Are they doing anything?
2: Sometimes they're not. But So it's just it's all a loophole. But that, I think that's why it wasn't as regulated because at the start it was like, well, everybody can be worth something different. It's just like marketing when you are in the NFL or in the NBA, there's no rules on that because you get paid what you're worth. And so that's why it's because I think that's the basis of the system. Um, and now the system has sort of been, there's so many loopholes that people are taking advantage of to where now there needs to be regulation. But that's why I think that's why it wasn't initially right. Is it
1: cheating going on with NIL right now? I don't
2: know that you could call it cheating because, because NIL it's not, is legal, it's, right? Yeah. There's just no rules. It's a Wild Wild West, basically. Right? Essentially, yeah. It's like a gold rush. Yep. So, I mean, Arch Manning making $3.2 million is... Backing com- up. ...completely within the rules. Backing up yours. Matter of fact, when yours got hurt, he wasn't the guy on
1: the bench. I mean, $3.2 million. Wow.
2: That is amazing. Now, I should clarify, too, that we're talking about a pretty unique situation there with Arch Manning being who he is and who he was most of the time for like, like yesterday with the big 10 classes, all the kids I talked about on the air, you know, for 99% of these kids, it's, it's not, I mean, it's not like that. So I think there's some thought that, well, recruiting is just completely flipped on its head now, but it's not, but it's not, it's not, you know, and even by the fans think that that's every single kid committing to every school is, Getting paid something like that, but it's it's not. It's, it's only for very special cases. So
1: when you look at the money situation and kids still playing and the Michigan versus Michigan State and Jonathan Smith, which we'll get to him, the new head football coach in East Lansing, Harbaugh basically said with meritocracy that he's not going to buy the players. How that? Uh, how has that, Alan and Alan True, twenty four seven sports recruiting in studio during the first two hours today, how has that affected Harbaugh's talent pool on recruiting?
2: I don't see a ton of effect at all. I mean, some people may look at this class and say, with what they've done, 15 in the country is not as high as it should be. But I think when you look at the quality in the top end of the class and some of the guys that they've gotten, Jaden Davis is the quarterback they wanted in this class. One of the best in the country, Jordan Marshall is Ohio Mister Football. They're able to go in there and win a battle for him. A lot of good players in this class that they did fine with, and so I, and 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 also notice by the way that Michigan has had no trouble keeping their roster together. Guys aren't leaving, and I think that's partly because of their winning. It's also partly because of their NIL structure, whereas. You see with other schools, their best players are getting these packages to go elsewhere, and so they're leaving. So I think that Michigan, maybe on the front end, maybe you don't get any recruits in the top 10 in the country, but I think as far as their retention and people and players being happy on the roster, I think it's working out great, and I still think the recruiting class is good.
1: Yeah, but there's almost three types of recruiting now, Alan. There's the typical recruiting high school studs, There's re-recruiting your own guys so they don't leave in the transfer portal. And then there's players announcing that they're available in the transfer portal and there's recruiting slash free agency on the best deals and best fit for some of the biggest names in college football.
2: And trust me, those guys are being tampered with (laughs) or or they're getting to... um, Schools are getting to people in their circles and saying, if you leave your current school you could make X amount of money by going to this school or that school. And so that's where I think NIL is important for your current players, not just the high school recruits, but retaining your own roster. NIL becomes a very large piece of that.
1: So, yeah, there, there's some rules that they're going to have to set up. It's like the transfer portal right at the end of the season with this first signing day. I think there's a lot of clutter during this time would you agree cuz you follow college football 24/7 sports recruiting transfer portal high school kids is it too much right now or would you spread it out and get it back to february or is this december date something that will never change
2: i don't think it'll never change i do think that they will they're going to have to take a look at it it is extremely busy for everybody right now is that important Like, does the NCAA care that coaches are very busy? Um, I don't know. Now, an interesting thing will happen next year, which is December 20th, the college football playoff will begin. So are coaches going to want signing day? I think it'll fall just before the first round of the playoffs. So the schools that are playing in that are going to have to sign a class A week they're about to play in a playoff game. See, I think it needs to go after the playoffs, or it needs. Or if you want to do two signing days, why not? Why put the first one in December and the last one in February? Why not make it? Yeah, August, February. I think that's what it is in basketball. If I'm yeah,
1: mid-August where you do it before the season, you get some hype on college football before because the games are moving up a week. Also, on you mentioned the backside, but also on the front side,
2: what was that zero week now will be the first week of college football. But then what would happen is you have to give kids the chance to get out of it. If there's coaching changes in November. And so you're going to still kind of have this moment in December with all this movement anyway, but for in the cases where that doesn't happen, then at least those kids are just done. Those schools are done. Um, And maybe you don't get as much business, but then the transfer portal window is still going to be the same. I mean, I think no matter what you're going to run into this, it's just the reality of the situation that once the season ends in college football, there's going to be a period where recruiting is, is paramount and keeping your roster and transferring is going to happen. And I think you just it's it's just the reality that this time of year is gonna be a little bit like this. Although I do think they'll explore the possibilities of moving some dates around.
1: And I agree with the evolution of the playoff to 12 teams and the seasons longer and moving up, and they're gonna throw in, I think, a couple of bye weeks now. It'll be interesting what they do. Alan True, recruiting insider 24-7 sports. Joining us in studio, you have a recruiting question at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. You can join us on air on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank, a Michigan-based bank with locations all across Michigan. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. So we'll go through Michigan's recruiting class more in detail in a moment. But Jonathan Smith, considering everything Mel Tucker did to that program, the exodus of players through the transfer portal, in less than a month, I was very impressed between the portal and recruits, what Coach Smith was able to do in East Lansing.
2: Yeah, you should be impressed They They did a great job. And there's a lot to manage there, right? I mean, for one thing, you yourself are moving across the country to a place you've never been you're trying to keep the roster you're trying to recruit the transfer portal you're trying to recruit high school kids you're trying to keep your the previous class intact you're also trying to assess if that previous class is full of guys you want or not
1: that fit your system
2: right yeah and so they had to do all that in a short period of time i thought they did a great job they went up and down the state of michigan any kid that was committed to a school even the all the mac commits inside the state of michigan They kicked the tires on. They evaluated them. They went to their schools. They reached out to them on social media. Really? Every single, like I've heard a lot of Matt commits inside the state that the staff reached out to and evaluated. And this is like within 48 hours of being on the job.
1: So it sounds like he got the job and said, we're going to go
2: at least talk to recruits or high school coaches, reach out, let them know we're here. Right. And immediately inside the state. Like, obviously, the guys they recruited out west, they brought a good portion of them with them, but they made it clear that moving forward, that's not really the plan. We're going to recruit Michigan. We're going to recruit Ohio. We're going to recruit Illinois. And they established those relationships immediately.
1: Yeah, because what I saw from bringing Childs, the stud quarterback, number one on the transfer portal, bringing, uh, I think, Velling, the tight end, who caught eight TDs, he brought in guys that... Noah's system that will be a bridge. So they're not a two and 10 team in the fall of 2024.
2: Sure. And you have to have bodies, right? And, and those guys, I'm not saying those guys are just bodies. Those guys are good players. And the same with the kids they brought from their recruiting class. I think they're all good. I just think they know that's probably not sustainable for the future that they recruit a bunch of kids from Oregon and Portland and Northern California. So they, they know that they're, they need to have the connections here. Now, Aiden Childs, I think, is the most important recruit in that entire class. There's not Michigan State. He's the quarterback from Ohio. Yep. And played in a handful of games. And I think the difference between him and the other transfer quarterbacks around the country is all of those other transfer quarterbacks, as talented as they are, they're going to have to come in and learn new systems. This guy's going with the same coaching staff. It's going to be the same playbook for the most part, same terminology. He was comfortable with them, committed to them out of high school. And so he's going to have less of a transition than some of these other quarterbacks who are moving around.
1: And I think the timing, which, you know, coaching life, teams, changes are all about timing, that by adding the Pac 12 schools, the former Pac 12 universities, it was easier to tell a West Coast recruit, hey, you're going to get this exposure. You're going to. We're going back here for a couple of games. They're coming here. So the, the timing was good. And considering what Mel Tucker did to bottom out that program, because this wasn't on any of those Michigan State players, Smith was the right guy. I loved his Oregon State teams. They had a culture, attitude. They looked like they wanted to fight you. And now he has great resources, facilities at Michigan State, the new Izzo Building and locker room and more. And I think Chiles and a, a tight end go to guy. I tell everybody they're not going to be a Big Ten contender, but don't be surprised if they're flirting with six and six, five and seven next year. A quarterback
2: can make a huge difference. And a quarterback that can move too, which might be important depending on what they can put in front of him.
1: He might be the fastest quarterback Michigan State's ever had.
2: It's, I'm trying to th- ever. think. Yeah.
1: Who, who's the running quarterback say, have had? It's been a minute, Drew Stanton. Maybe the no, fastest oh yeah. in my lifetime. He banks and he scramble They're they're more scramblers. I have they had the RPO guy who can just go. They tried. They had
2: Damian Terry for a yes, second. Yes, Terry. Yeah. Terry was a yeah. the guy. They, they tried, but it didn't work. But he was not ultra fast. He was athletic. So I mean, he, and, and Aiden, Now, don't don't get me wrong here. The guy can throw the football, but he's going to be able to make some plays happen with his feet too. So did I, I see
1: a list? I don't know if it was twenty four seven or some other list that. Out of all those big names that were in the portal, the Gabriels, all these guys, he was the number one rated
2: portal quarterback. We have him number one at 24-7.
1: In front of, and there was a
2: ton of studs in the portal, right? Now, I should say that those rankings are where they're going to end up, right? And he has three years. So I think this is talking about like...
1: Potential more than just uh, what you're going to do this year, Yeah. right? Yep. Alan True, 24-7 sports, dude knows recruiting. We'll get to Michigan State's class, uh, the in-state kids for the Spartans, for the Wolverines, and also where some of the in-state kids have gone and in-state kids who haven't committed. If you got a comment or a recruiting question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Had a huge show on Twitter. The HUGE show on Facebook. Opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Also text IMPACT to 21000. You could win Lomas Brown's tricked-out Lions golf cart from IMPACT Power Sports, Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart dealer on 14 Mile Road in Rockford on the west side of the state. It's awesome. Drew and the crew at IMPACT can also trick out any golf cart you want for your golf club, for your neighborhood, for your business, uh, for the lake house, to stop by and see Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports 14 Mile in Rockford. And if you want to get in on the drawing, which we'll give it away next summer, at the huge Tullymore golf event, text IMPACT to 21000 I M P A C T. Somebody asked me how you spell IMPACT. I almost want to tell that person, don't enter the contest. Just don't do it. Text impact to 21,000 and you will be in the drawing
0: from Grand Rapids to Detroit. This show is huge. When you shop Meijer, there's no shipping needed. Snow days or shipping delays won't stop us. Get gifts under the tree today when you shop thousands of items ready for pickup in-store today. Plus, get a $15 coupon when you spend $150 or more this week in-store. Coupon printed at checkout. Start redeeming next week. Get everything you need for the holidays in one stop at Meijer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meijer app.
1: They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, Talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, b-e-n-e-g-a-r-t-r.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon-to-be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter.
3: Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the Snowfall
4: Lucky Draw. Every Saturday in December. Select the lucky ornament from the holiday tree for the chance to take home your share of over $400,000 in prizes. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw. Every Saturday in December. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details.
1: show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Each and every year I bring in Alan True. He's a West Michigan resident. Uh, One of the top pickleball players in the current rankings I'm looking at right now at pickleballmichigan.com. Alan True followed by... Jeff Trimble and Joey Baroni. and there's a big drop from big one drop. to two. I'm looking three, at yeah. I'm, no, I'm looking at the because it's based on a point system in pickleball, and they have a little sidebar comments. Um, Alan True, a true pickleball competitor, can cover uh, the court like an Allen Iverson back in the day. Jeff Trimble, hard to believe he can put a left foot after a right foot and let alone walk rather than play pickleball. I think that's kind of harsh, and I grew up with Jeff Trimble at Sparta. We were buddies. I can't really tell you stories on what happened during our high school years, but let's just say thank
2: God there weren't camera phones or social networks. On some of those nights, he struggled to put left foot in front of right foot. Oh, yeah, trust
1: me. I'm not – Trimble – Trimble and – you ask people about Trimble and Simonson back in the day in Sparta. Like I said – Never went to jail. Close, but never went to jail. And then Joey Barone, who is one of the great soccer coaches, uh, his little being ranked number three, and you're like, it's kind of like you're Georgia in the rankings earlier this year, and Trimbles, Michigan, and Joey, it's kind of like Washington, right, where they're formidable two and threes, but they probably have no shot at the championship. I'm kind of happy to be there. Yeah, you are, and you're handling it well. It says Joey Baroni great side to side speed uh, attitude and F-bombs can probably go uh, obvious soccer player trying to play pickleball. So that's at Michigan Pickleball. .com, and
2: it's good to have Alan True in here. He did try to kick the ball over the net well, once. Joey Baroni's yeah, yeah. been in
1: here. He's one of my soccer <laughs> know, insiders. Yeah. He'll come on. He Trimble, that. I can say this yeah. Trimble has no shot of ever getting in studio. <laughs> 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 I can tell you, I, you know, Trimble, okay, if, if, if you guys are doing a pickleball fundraiser with Trimble and Baroni,
2: then I'll let Trimble come in studio. All right. We want you to come and kind of you know like be the Rucker Park MC we want you to talk I'll trash on the mic during the game Oh gosh
1: just but then me and Tremble we've been known to like fight each other but that was usually after
2: a few pops We'll do that for charity too
1: Yeah Trimble, he's a good dude man he is he was he was my first real friend at Sparta cuz a lot of people said I had an attitude which I don't know where that came from and That was like 1978 Oh man we're old has Trimble got gray hair? Does he is he still using his walker and playing pickleball?
2: He does. You know, yeah. It's amazing. He gets around the court pretty well in that thing.
1: And Joey Baroni, I'm telling you what he's done and still trains my son Legend and trained my daughter Ava. He really is one of the great instructors in soccer. His passion for the game family. Think about that. Four of his kids played D one soccer at Michigan State.
2: Hunter, Giuseppe, Dom, and Mark. Four. He said, with, "With names like that, he said it was either soccer or join the mob, and <laughs> the soccer was a better, better he, avenue." He still
1: has his own brick pizza oven during the summer, so he just moved into a new house. Uh, collections were up, uh, so uh, Joey uh, Baroni—they're uh, chasing. I, uh, you know, when Trimble called me last week, and then Baroni said, "How do I heard you got Alan Tru in studio?" And and they go, we're trying to chase him. He is like the magic Johnson of pickleball. And I said, give up the dream now, Trimble. Just give it up. Or playing your own age bracket. That's just- well, Trimble, I again, I don't know how I, I think it's pretty cool. I was watching some of the video Alan showed me superfly that Trimble can hold his walker and then uh play pickleball with the other hand. That, that's that that is multitasking. Like I've never seen them before. No, to be clear, we are joking.
2: Those guys are actually two of the better players I in know, the area.
1: They, they play together. Make that cool. They call and brag when they're going to a national tournament. I don't pick up the phone because I know they're just, I hate people, brag. By the way, you're listening to The Huge Show on 866-838-HUGE, thehugeshow.net, at The Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Uh, Alan True, 24-7 Sports Recruiting Insider uh, in studio with us. All right, so Michigan's recruiting class. From the state of Michigan, uh, who stands out? Who could be an impact player as a freshman?
2: So impact players are freshmen is going to be a little bit tough. And that's because of where their rosters at. I mean, if you're in a college football playoff, you would hope that you are not having a ton of freshmen play. Right. Now, I say that and you can find players who find roles like a Samaj Morgan has this year. Jeremiah Beasley is already enrolled is he the Belleville kid? Linebacker from oh, out of I Belleville. I'm in the state championship game. Great, great, had a great game. That's he's done that throughout his career. So he's already doing bowl practices with them. That's going to give him a leg up. So I think he's going to have a good chance because he has that. Brady Priestcorn is a tight end from Rochester Adams, who's just a fantastic athlete. Plays basketball. Is he like
1: the six six kid.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, had a big performance in the title game when they played Belleville. It was only he was only sophomore at that time. But the way Michigan uses their tight ends, even if he doesn't play right away, that's an impact guy for the future. And then Jacob Oden from Harper Woods, uh, he's going to come in 6'1", 190 pounds, so physically ready to go. His dad's a high school coach. His dad actually coached a number of Michigan players throughout his years, including Brandon Graham was his in high school. So, you know, son of a coach with size, those are good, good markers for possibly playing early. But I, w- I would think that, based on all of that Beasley would have the best chance to play right away
1: who are other uh, Michigan kids that Michigan recruited because they're they're going after the studs uh, out of Detroit in the state like you just uh, mentioned but and their focus now is they can reach nationally obviously the overall number one seed in the college football playoff we'll get to Michigan State coming up in our next segment but who are some other state of Michigan kids who found their way to Ann Arbor those are those are the ones, right? That's there. it. That's it. Wow. So he he there there is more of a national recruiting focus
2: by Harbaugh and his coaches, correct? There were, and I, I do think you know they went after like the number one player in the state is CJ Carr. So obviously that's oh, is, Notre, Dame. Notre Dame. So that ties to Michigan. Lloyd's grandson, right? He had, yeah. He he picked Notre Dame early in the process. Nick Marsh from River Rouge is going to Michigan State. Michigan recruited him some. He's a stud, isn't he? He's a stud. Yeah. And, and Michigan offered him pretty early, kind of went back and forth. He, he really liked Michigan State. Family liked Michigan State. Brandon Davis Swain is going to Colorado, another guy with an early Michigan offer. And then after that, there weren't a ton of other kids they went after. I don't know that that's because they're focusing nationally or they just... Didn't see as many in-state kids this year that fit what they wanted.
1: So it could be cyclical, where you get a year where there's not
2: a ton of five starish in-state guys, or just guys that they they wanted to recruit. Maybe they didn't have relationships with some. Like I think they like kids to um, fit the system, that kind of thing. So the year before, they had Cole Cabana, Amir Herring, Samaj Morgan. So it was three the year before. So this is this is kind of on par for what they've been doing. I would say three to five, maybe six in a good year in state kids. Uh, a year from now, are they going to get Bryce Underwood? Well, he's making a decision early next month, which doesn't mean that he won't make another decision eventually. I think they're is it LSU. I think they're gain Michigan's gained ground. I did have LSU as the team to beat. He just visited Alabama. And I'm starting to wonder about that. You don't count Alabama, and Nick Saban out for anybody. And they got a late visit from him. That's a sign. Uh I, I just I, I've seen this I've seen this movie before, and I will not count out Nick Saban, especially when he gets the last swing at a kid.
1: So you got it's Saban, you know, I, I hate to say this, nothing against Brian Kelly, but if you're lining up Brian Kelly versus Saban and their track record. I know you'll see the Jaden Davis, and you'll go, I don't know that guy never won a big game. I don't know how he won the Heisman. I get he's can run, has a great arm. I, he never won a big game all year. Never won a big game all year against quality opponent. A huge game, home or away. I, I, I just I, how Michael Penix Jr. did, and I I just don't I didn't understand that. But yeah, the SEC bidding wars. It's almost like if you're Michigan, Michigan State now, at least with Coach Smith, and we'll talk about him uh, in our next segment after the top of the hour. They can't even compete with them, can they? I mean, unless that kid or that family has love for East Lansing or Ann Arbor, they're they're not going to be in on Bryce, right? Uh, those five starish superstar high school players.
2: Now, I don't think it's impossible. I think they'll try some. They just got you know at Oregon State they had DJ Ugaleli who was a five star out of the portal, board, right? Yeah, and Aiden Childs was almost a five, pretty high four out of California, and so I think they it, they're they're capable of it. Um, it might take some time for them to establish that momentum, and I do think that they, from what I can tell, they're a staff that's going to be more of a, similar to D'Antonio where it's going to be very evaluation-based and uh, very very based on their own eyes, and they're not going to chase ghosts. But if there is a kid that's up high that they can get in on, I think based on their recruitment of Ugulele and of Childs, they've shown that they can go win win some of those.
1: Alan True, 24-7 Sports Recruited Insider, who'll be with us for another hour. We'll talk about Michigan State's uh, recruiting class, the state of Michigan flavor uh, that they signed yesterday, and also who are some of the kids a year from now beyond Bryce Underwood who could be stud recruits in the state of Michigan? Uh, Alan True with 247 Sports. You have a recruiting comment question. You can join us on the Mercantile Bank Listener Line at 1 866 838 4843. That's 1 866 838. Huge. Huge show on Twitter. The Huge show on Facebook. A reminder, tomorrow, a road show at the Coppercraft Distillery on 120th in Holland. A uh, stop out. Uh, you can get a pour. You can get some holiday spirits for your holiday parties. And we'll talk about a Honolulu Blue Friday with the Lions on the verge of winning the NFC North for the first time in like 30 years. That's tomorrow. The huge show is statewide live from the Coppercraft Distillery in Holland. On one hundred twentieth Avenue.
0: Everything huge, twenty four seven at thehugeshow.net. dot net
1: Are you watching the Michigan-Alabama game on New Year's Day? You can join the huge show at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids and other Celebration Cinema locations will be showing the game. For more info, go to CelebrationCinema.com.
4: Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill same show the soulful bad boy r&b, R&B. genuine ride the pony for two-stepping good time tickets started at 45 dollars, and they're on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com genuine drew him friday january 26th at sorry evil casino
1: Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. They say
6: consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong
1: The Huge Show is back live across Michigan Thursday. Broadcast presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of America's top CB, <clears throat> CPA, accounting firms. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for the GR office, world headquarters in Troy. They present Lomas Brown and Josh with me later in the show. We'll talk about Lions win over the Broncos. Look ahead to the Lions at Minnesota. NFC North talk and the rest of the NFL. We do it every week through the Super Bowl, courtesy of Dorn Mayhew. So Josh Garvey and Lomas talking Lions football here in just a little over and out. Happens every Thursday. We'll have more with Alan True from 24-7 Sports, Midwest recruiting insider when it comes to high school football. What about Michigan State's class? What about the Michigan State of Michigan flavor to that class and impact players in year one for coach smith and some of the other top recruits uh, throughout michigan and then we'll look at guys that didn't sign or maybe we'll get offers between now and february for signing day two and we'll get to the question about the transfer portal the extra covid years how has that hurt the high school football player in terms of getting recruited And it's set up really almost a minor league system where you go to school, you play well, you move up. You portal up, as they say. So, Alan True, some great insight on everything. Joining us in studio, if you do have a recruiting question or comment or want to give a shout-out to anybody who signed yesterday, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE, at HUGE Show on Twitter, the HUGE Show on Facebook and also opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. I did want to give a shout out to our winners from yesterday's event at the Ada Indoor Country Club here on the west side of the state. We had a boatload of people show up. It's a cool place uh, to hit the golf ball. Uh, Fantastic. So uh, thanks to JR, uh, Dan, Carter and the crew. Uh, Brendan McManus, who plays baseball at AlMA won the long drive, 319.19 yards closest to the pin with Scott Dougkey within one yard. Thanks to everybody who stopped out. 24/7 everything you need is at the huge show.net.
0: Big bad Huge. a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.
1: Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. At the end of the year, they'll be merging with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they'll be stronger together. They can help your business from retirement planning, payroll, audits, tax help, and more. Go to beangarter.com to find out about the merger and also how Bean Garter is stronger together with Dorn Mayhew. That is B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. We are back live across Michigan Hour number two on a Thursday presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Dorn Mayhew being guarded at Dorn Mayhew's official at the end of the month. Josh and Lomas Brown will join me in less than an hour. We'll talk about the Lions win over the Broncos. Look ahead to the Lions and the Vikings on Christmas Eve and the Lions can clinch the NFC North in a home playoff game and it could be Stafford. And the Rams coming back to Detroit. How cool would that be? So Josh and Lomas here in about an hour. Talking Lions, NFC North, NFL. We have about 45 minutes left with Alan True. 24-7 sports, Midwest recruiting insider when it comes to high school football. Signing day one uh, was yesterday, Alan. We were talking at the break. So between the extra COVID years and now the transfer portal with its own rankings, and movement. How has that hurt the high school football athlete who isn't Bryce Underwood or a five-star?
2: All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw some cold water on this. I think things have rectified themselves. I think schools have gotten back to their proper scholarship counts after the COVID year. And now I think so many guys leave in the portal that the portal guys just replace portal guys. And when I look at these math classes, I have the math classes in front of me. If you go look at it. Out of the 12 Mac schools, 10 of them signed classes of 20-plus. So I think for a couple of years there, there was a year in there that I think Western signed single-digit high school kids, and that was coming off of COVID. I now think the numbers are back to where they were before. Things have corrected themselves. I don't think that we can use that argument anymore moving forward, that the portal is hurting high school recruiting based on these Mac classes. like. Central or Western signed twenty four ki- high school kids. Toledo signed twenty four. Eastern signed twenty three. Central signed twenty two. So we're those back, are big numbers. We're, yeah. we're back to what it used to be. I think we're I think we're getting there. So if you're in the 25, 26, 27 class, and you're going to fall into that lane, you can sleep easy at night knowing that I think the numbers are, are fixed. I
1: will right, well, we'll get to Western and Central and Eastern and some of the in state kids who signed with other Mac schools, including Miami, and Ohio, Toledo, and others. Let's talk about Michigan State, Coach Smith, his recruiting class. We mentioned Marsh, the stud receiver. Uh, What other Michigan flavor is there that one day this recruit could become an impact player in East Lansing?
2: Brady Pretzlaff, who was committed to Minnesota. lord linebacker? Yep. Yep. Really good job. I mean, the previous staff deserves credit because they offered him um, early in the fall when it was starting to get obvious that Hey, we probably shouldn't let this guy leave the state, but this new staff was able to come in and finish that off, get him on an official visit. And he was staying pretty loyal to Minnesota there. It, this wasn't like a guy who got the Michigan state offer in, I think it was sometime in September and was just like, it's a done deal. That's where I'm going. It took him until December to figure it out. He he was very happy with Minnesota and this staff did a really good job of recruiting him, and hes I think he's a huge impact guy. I mean, 240-some tackles in two seasons. Gayler obviously had an outstanding season this year. He's played all over the field, really good student. and so that's. But him and Marsh, those are the two in-state guys. And I'm telling you from the inside that I know of what this staff is thinking, this is going to be the last time there's only two Michigan kids in a Michigan State class moving forward if they can help it.
1: Yeah, because the the Michigan kids creates interest. There's a part of it. And the quality of talent. I was talking with Whitney Bell, who's the defensive coordinator for Caledonia High School here on the west side of the state. And when I looked at signing day yesterday, and they had Brock Townsend and Derek Pennington, uh, the third junior, however you want to phrase it, uh, going to Western Townsend, going uh, to CMU. And I look across West Michigan compared to the rest of the state. I don't know if it's the off-seasons. Uh, if it's coaching, which I, I think all these come together and help rise or raise uh, the level of talent in West Michigan. But, man, we seem to be cranking out more college players from the west side of the state.
2: Absolutely, and I think it helps when you see these guys go off and do things. So, Mozzie Smith going to the NFL helps. A guy that gets missed, like Isaac Tesla, and then all of a sudden he portals up like we were talking about. From Hillsdale
1: about. to Arkansas
2: and had like offers from Colorado and Iowa State, right? Yeah. And you see, I think Marshawn Nealan from Godwin Heights is projected to be drafted out of Western Michigan this year. A lot of schools missed on him. I think, I think the success of those guys will lead to, I've seen it in other areas where a couple of guys kind of kick the door down and schools go, oh, maybe we should be going over there more. I, I think that that's starting to happen a little bit in West Michigan, and these guys are going to gonna pave the way. But it's, if, if all of those guys fell flat on their faces, right, if, if Mozzie Smith goes to Michigan and doesn't play, I think that, that can hurt you a little bit. But I think now coaches are seeing the type of quality. I didn't even mention Jalen Mayfield and some of the other guys that are in the league. So I think the success rate, the hit rate, on West Michigan guys, even though the volume of actual players going to high level schools might not be as high, the hit rate on these guys is very high right now.
1: I mentioned uh, Pennington, Townsend teammates at Caledonia going to Western and Central. Uh, you, you mentioned the MAC schools, and it's not just the in state MAC schools, Eastern, Western, and Central. Uh, Miami of Ohio does well in Michigan, Ohio does well in the state. What about some Michigan kids that hit other MAC schools
2: beyond CMU, WMU, and Eastern? Yeah, and Toledo, you know, a lot, there's a whole starting backfield from the state of Michigan this year. So uh, that's a big part of it. Central came in here, and uh, Central took a kid out of Reith's Puffer named Travis Ambrose. That should get mentioned. 6'7", 244 pounds, was playing basketball. They got him over to football, and he picked up some scholarship offers. He's super interesting. Uh, big, physical kind of guy. Um, still waiting on a couple of guys, but uh, Ohio came into East Kentwood, got Stellan Bowman. Really, really good player. Stud linebacker. Linebacker like played yeah. some, played some offense for them. Was a really good rugby player. Actually, I remember watching his rugby tape for the, for the those who are thinking about uh, specializing in one sport. These schools watch everything they can get their hands on. We've watched. I've seen. Heard them talk about water polo tape, volleyball tape, anything they can get their hands on. And with him, it was rugby. So they want to see the other tapes just to see the athleticism. And sometimes of the kid, right? Yeah, and sometimes there's things that maybe your football tape doesn't show. Let's say you're a stud corner and nobody throws at you. Uh, unless you play receiver, it's hard to see anything else, but your basketball tape might show your athleticism. And the way you can cover somebody your, quick, Yeah, right? your change of direction and things like that. The lacrosse tapes. Aiden Hutchinson had really, really fantastic lacrosse tape, and I remember oh people talking gosh, about that. Yeah. He played lacrosse, and he was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it's like when I heard in Dominican
1: Sioux in high school in Portland, for a while, played soccer. Could you imagine that
2: guy coming at you? I mean, yeah, some of these guys. Aiden Hutchinson
1: played lacrosse. That's something that you
2: you haven't heard a lot about at all. And some of these guys who play rugby, you know, these 300 pound linemen that can play rugby. So, um, you know, an interesting one, too Eastern Michigan found a kid in Fremont who. uh,
1: Which is north of Grand Rapids. Yep. Part of the old school
2: Tri River Conference when I was going to Sparta. So, uh, you know, and Andrew Steger, 6'6, 260 pound offensive tackle, um, Central found a kid in montague isaiah atchison six foot eight 185 pounds i don't know exactly what they're going to do with him yet um but they see
1: the the, say you, you mentioned those two kids from muskegon and the kid from fremont which isn't far from muskegon six seven six eight six seven right or six six
2: right so they're looking for frames that they can develop and i know you know there's this talk every year about how much the size matter, but you can't teach some of that, and they're gonna they're gonna try to develop them. But I think that's fa- honestly for me covering this, it's fantastic not to see the same schools over and over again. It's nice to see a Fremont on there, and Montague's had their share of success. Well, and that's but it's nice part to see of that the,
1: the evolution of the West Side of the state that we were talking about to start this hour. and Alan True, twenty four seven sports high school football recruiting insider for the Midwest, based here in West Michigan. Uh, joining us on the and, huge show oh across my gosh. Michigan.
0: I
2: didn't mention Gabe Van Sickle. Going oh, no, Ohio State? Going to Ohio State. That's a big one. Yeah,
1: was was committed to Northwestern. Then when Fitzgerald and and that stuff hit the fan, Ohio State came in really quick on him.
2: And with, he's a lot better than people outside of this area. No, I don't think nationally he gets a lot of attention. He's a pretty low-key kid. But you watch him move around, and he's playing basketball right now. And... Uh, you know, you look at him and you look at the way he plays, and he is this kind of country-strong, Coopersville kind of kid, but don't let that think he can't move. That's an athletic athletic I, lineman right I've there. I've seen him
1: at Power Strength Training Systems with my son Ace at a couple of their combines, and Gabe was working out at Power Strength up on Alpine, which isn't too far from Coopersville. And first thing I, that... Well, I saw his mom and dad and they're only like you know they're like five ten this dude's what was he six five yeah yeah and about three twenty three thirty something
2: like that he might be he might be a little less than that yeah
1: but. maybe 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 it's you know three fifteen three ten but I what caught my attention was when that combine was going on at power strength how well he moved for a big guy
2: absolutely how he
1: just he, he, he took off like a freight train. I mean, and I, again, Canva and was going to Grand Valley, was uh, at that combine, so yeah, Power Strength has been cranking out some kids, and, you know, they, they're working. I, I mentioned the offseason for my son at Power Strength is between strength class in the morning
2: with football, it's eight workouts a week. Eight, eight. workouts and, a week. And let me add this, too, because Ohio State fans are kind of like, what are we doing taking a – Taking a guy from Northwestern's class. Northwestern's offensive line coach and their development there. One of the best in the conference. Maybe the country when you go Rashawn Slater, Peter Skaranski, back-to-back recruiting those guys and developing them. I, I think it's Kurt Anderson. Um, he was at Eastern Michigan. He played for Michigan. Fantac- like, if, if I, I think Northwestern does a fantastic job with those guys. Josh Preebe. Uh, Edwardsburg kid playing super well down there too, and is in the portal right now. Another one—they're um, they, they're cranking them out over there. So when Northwestern likes an offensive lineman, usually that's a good sign. Oh, I think Van Sickles a stud uh,
1: out of Coopersville. Uh, the Hugkin kids uh, from Forsyth Central going to Purdue,
2: right? A great player, and you saw it. I, I mean, you see what he did at the end of the season, including that state title game. And, he uh, was a man out there. He was a man out there, and he's he's done, you know, he went to some of these off-season camps. He's just worked extremely hard, and when you see what he looks like physically and uh, the way he moves around, I think that's uh big, big, great player. You know, we, t- we were talking in the break about some of the South Christian kids, too, and uh, Jake Vermas going to Grand Valley. Like, what a steal, right? Oh, like, that's, I think he's
1: like, a D1 talent at – Wide receiver, uh, I, I think Van solkema was. I Carson Visser, quarterback, who was all state uh, with my son. I, I I believe, yeah, he he's going to get some D one offers and hoops. But uh, what he did against Harper Woods, against a team full of athletes, I, I start to look at him and his frame at 6'4", and say, you know, it could he be another Kirk Cousins like kid out of Holland Christian, where Kirk went to school, and find a D one school that where you fit as QB.
2: Sure, right? and, I, and I, I think from what I understand, you know, he's kind of shifted from thinking basketball was his ticket to now I'm going to put some work in and, at, on football and see where that goes. But um, I, I just, you know, when I looked around at some of the commitments around the state recently, I thought Grand Valley pulling in Jake, I mean, they have a good class going in general, but I thought Jake was a really, really good pickup oh, at this point in the year. He's
1: a D1 uh, receiver in my mind. I some of the best hands, like a Wes Welker, You know Edelman type uh, at the high school level. What about statewide? Some other notable names uh, that signed yesterday.
2: Yeah, so we mentioned CJ Carr, Nick Marsh at the top. The number three guy in the state for us, Andrew Dennis from Mount Pleasant going to Illinois. He was committed to Michigan State for a time. I mean, he had Clemson bringing him down on an official. Picked Illinois. Academics, really strong academic kid. Just an outstanding player. Uh, Don't be surprised if his name's getting called in a few years. For NFL, you mean? Yeah, he's he's. Mount he's Pleasant special. High? Mount Pleasant High. Um, you know, his dad's a coach, so, you know, really, really good player. I mentioned Brandis da- Brandon Davis Swain at West Bloomfield. He was the state champs, Anvil Award winner, top lineman in the state. He's going to Colorado. There's a program for you. Uh, the, guy, the next guy on the list you and I had talked about uh, in the break, Isaiah Marshall at Southfield, who is – you want to talk about, like, maybe one of the best – fits of player and school him going to Kansas
1: just loved him in the state championship game thought he
2: was better in Bryce Underwood I really did well he won the game so obviously he he was better on that day but a guy who's put in a lot of work uh, was really good in youth ball anytime that the the, the thing that's really special about that kid I think are his intangibles anytime that they needed a big play this year and they've they've run the gamut I mean they've the last couple years they've played cast tech multiple times obviously they played Belleville The West Bloomfields in their conference. Um, Just a fantastic, fantastic player. So you got him, uh, his receiver, Tashi Bracewell's going to Toledo. I think that's a, I mean, we have him ranked above a lot of power five guys in the state. And I I think just, I think he he scored a couple of times in that state title game too. Number one, the receiver on the outside for Southfield.
1: Uh, Flint, Saginaw, Bay City, Corridor, Midland is usually pretty strong.
2: Uh, on signing days, who were some of the kids that stood out yeah. from the east side of the state? Desmond Stevens at Clarkston's going to USC. That's kind of an unusual. You know, they're getting into Big Ten territory. Came out. I love Braylon Isom at Saginaw Heritage is going to Miami, Ohio, and I'm sure Chuck Martin and the boys are very, very happy to sign him. There are some schools came in on him late. I think uh, they uh, you watch him. He's just uh, six foot three hundred ninety five pounds. He's dunking in basketball. He's playing safety. He's doing a little bit of everything. Uh, you know they had a tough out with um, Muskegon in the playoffs, but he was dominant as a senior. That's a fantastic get for Miami Ohio. I was shocked that a uh, Big Ten school didn't come in and steal him. A couple other guys off the beaten path: Aiden Pastoriza, Jackson Lumen, Christie. Big offensive tackle, 6'7", going to Cincinnati. I think that's a good find. Northwestern went up to Sault Ste. Marie and got a kid up there named Callan Campbell, who is... Not a lot of upers. Not a lot of youpers. Uh, youpers. Ink uh, D1 deals in Big, high school football. Big 10. You know, I think St. Ignace has had a couple of kids um, go to CMU, and uh, I know Roman Wilson has roots there, but it doesn't really count. But so to, for a kid from way up there to get to Northwestern. I know they're excited about them. That's, a, that's, an, that's, an interesting, that's an interesting pickup. So I think that's the cool thing about this class. We've covered a lot of ground there across the state.
1: So a year from now, uh, you and I are doing our annual in-studio, hour and a half, two hours that we do Alan and Alan True from 24-7 Sports Midwest and State of Michigan Recruiting Insider when it comes to high school football joining us. A uh, year from now, obviously, Bryce Underwood uh, will be the man. But beyond him, statewide in Michigan, who are some of those kids from this 2024 class that will be signing with big schools or even signing with Mac
2: schools? Yeah, so Xavier Newsom at Detroit King, defensive end, 6'5", 220. He's going to be – he already is heavily recruited. I think Michigan's got an inside track there. Avery Gatch from Birmingham Groves wanted by just about everybody. It's Michigan. It's Mi- Ohio State. Georgia has offered him. Alabama's brought him down on a visit and offered him. He's one of the most heavily recruited guys after Bryce. Um, Elijah Dotson, who was at U of D Jesuits, going to transfer to Belleville. Um, the new Michigan State staff's on him hard. Michigan recruiting him. Desmond Strawn at Roseville. Really good athlete who I think Michigan State has an inside track on. Over this way a little bit more. Darren Stray, the big tackle at Paw Paw. Look out for him. 6'7", 285 pounds. Michigan State's offered. Oregon's offered, which they don't come to paw too often.
1: Well, you're, you're hearing those Pac-12 schools that are now part of the Big Ten, and they, they're they coming in saying, hey, we're going to be coming to the Midwest to play and already jumping on that. They're doing it. They are, are Michigan and Michigan State doing the same thing and other Big Ten schools going out to Former Pac-12 country.
2: It's hard to say if that's because of that. Michigan's always dipped out there a little right, bit. You go back right. to like Tom Brady and those guys. And, and Michigan State, this new staff obviously has West Coast ties. So it's hard to know if it's because of the conference realignment or they were going to do that anyway. And the same thing with Oregon. I mean, they came out here to Traverse City and recruited Jake Fisher out of TC West. And so they've always kind of done that a little bit here and there. Um, speaking of which, Maxwell Richardson at Forest Hill Central committed to Stanford. They're going to have to, uh, I think, hold on for dear life, though. Because I, I have a suspicion, other schools is are he a, him. is he a junior? He's a junior, so he's in the twenty five class already. Verbally committed to Stanford, but I know some other schools have come at him. So, what other schools? Uh, he, let's see. He visited Wisconsin, which I think he's an outside backer. So Matt Mitchell might be recruiting him. Uh, he's a former v- Grand Valley coach who's yep, at Wisconsin. Yep, outside backers. Um, Michigan had him up for a visit. Uh, he's been down to West Virginia, I want to say. So, so a linebacker, end this type of kid? Yeah, not bad as a tight end H-back actually this year, but he'll play defense. He's big, 6'3", 215, so maybe even ends up kind of standing up, rushing the passer, doing some different things, but uh, obviously a great student. Um, we'll see. You know, Muskegon's got an offensive tackle, two of them actually, Nakai Wynn and Jim Harris that are going to be, Big-time guys uh, since he's offered Harris. A couple of Mac schools have offered Nakai Win. So there's there's some good – and I'll tell you what, we're get, I'm going to get way ahead of myself here. Muskegon has a freshman named Ricardo Kitchen, who I think is like 6'6", 210 pounds, and runs like a deer. That You're going to be hearing a lot about that name. Freshman. Freshman, and he played some heavy minutes on the varsity. And Muskegon, uh, did they lose their first two and then win the state championship? Yep, and, and you turn on that tape and you see that big guy run. That's going to be, he's going to be, he's going to draw a lot of schools to West Michigan the next few years.
1: That's what we were talking about, you know, 15 minutes ago the evolution of quality talent, not just confined to Detroit metro area, how it stretched across the state. You mentioned from, you know, Northwestern going to Sault Ste. Marie uh, to, you know, Oregon recruiting Traverse City, uh, USC coming in there.
2: The internet's made it a lot easier to do that. um, And I think. West Michigan talent's getting spread out. You know, um, Granville's got a 26 running back, Jaden Terry. Yeah. That's getting a lot of really interest. good back. Really good back. Um, is he, is he a D one kid? I think so. You know, he's got a lot of D one interest. He's fast, super productive. Um, I think they're going to schools have to be a little bit, get comfortable with It's a, it's a different style of offense that you're evaluating there when you watch his high school tape. But at some point it's just like, look, the guy, the guy's fast. He's productive. He's going to come to camp to work out, catches the ball. Well, like, uh, let's not overthink this too much. But it, I, again, it's cool that the number of different high schools that we can talk about, not just across the state, but even in West Michigan, that are getting recruited.
1: Yeah, all all the areas, and it's kind of like it's cool to with our network when we're on one hundred point nine FM in Midland, Bay City, Saginaw area. Sports Extra thirteen thirty in Flint, one hundred four point seven AM thirteen forty Charlevoix, Petoskey to the Bridge ninety three point seven FM. Cadillac to Traverse City, 96.1 The Game, our flagship station in GR. We're live now in Lansing again on AM 730 The Game. That's cool. And people in Muskegon can hear one, And the same thing down in Kalamazoo. Alan True will do another segment uh, with us, talking recruiting. You have a comment or question, you can drop it at a Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, on air, always on the Mercantile Bank listener line. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan because they are a Michigan-based bank.
0: From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is Huge.
7: Hi, I'm Casey. I don't just work at Meyer, I shop there. Get a $15 coupon like I did when you spend $150 or more this week in store. Print it at checkout, start redeeming next week. And get Meyer Spiral Sliced Ham for 80 cents per pound with M-Perks. Discount automatically applied when you enter your M-Perks ID, limit four. Plus potatoes, green beans, rolls, and more. Then save even more with M-Perks with the dollar off per gallon of gas. Get the same low prices, big deals, and great quality in-store and online at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app.
1: Huge here for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers until December 30th through the end of the year. Purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about or your family. And you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at TheUrbanU.com. And what are our holiday tiers? Holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services. Simple and easy. If you want to take care of everything for the holidays, go to TheUrbanU.com. Welcome to the Drew World Order.
4: Drew Hill. January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Show the soul. Bad boy R&B. RB. Genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets started at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill. Friday, January 26th at Sorry Evil Casino.
1: Bill Simonson here for Roast umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. Final segment with Alan True from 24-7 Sports, high school football recruiting insider. Had signing day one yesterday, so who's still out there from the state uh, that could sign between now and the signing day in February or commit? Uh, Who's left? Uh, And then once the D1 schools are done here between now and what was the normal February signing day. What about Ferris, Grand Valley, Michigan Tech, Saginaw Valley State, the D2 schools, Hillsdale, Michigan Tech, and more? Uh, how does that second signing day become a big day
2: for, like, the GLIAC? Yeah, so first, as far as availability, um, Portage and Northern's linebacker Jaden Walker's verbally committed to Michigan State but did not sign yesterday. Is so US- maybe waiting to see how he likes the new coaches? I think he likes him. He already visited there, but USC made a late pitch. So I think he's deciding to hold off. He's still committed to Michigan State. I would think odds are still that he'll sign there, but i going to take a second to, to think about it and, and see if maybe anything else comes up. Um, our other top guys in the state that aren't signed yet, Divon Hill, a linebacker at River Rouge. Juwan Jarrett, a receiver at Southfield. Uh, Kyler Brunin, offensive lineman at Trevor City West. Still hasn't signed. Um, he's got a couple different different options he's looking at. Cody Raymond from um, Utica Eisenhower. I think he's a fantastic player and linebacker. Look out for him. Miguel Batello at Muskegon. Had a couple of MAC offers. Uh, we'll see where that stands um, going into the new year, but um, I know a lot of different schools are recruiting him. Stone Chaney at Catholic Central. Uh, Detroit Catholic Central is uh, I think a fantastic player. One of the better players in the state this year. All state guy. He's going to He's going to get a lot of interest. I'm sure if he remains available into the next couple of months, the GLIAC schools will be all over him. But uh, yeah, Grand Valley, Ferris, even Saginaw Valley, all with really good classes right now. And uh, I think, that, you know, this is where things start to pick up for them. They start to have more kids on campus. Um, they start to have a chance to get into recruiting a little bit more. So I think you'll see those schools. And now Those schools take more kids in November, December than they used to as far as verbal commitments. But really, they're You're talking about the D2 schools. Yeah, they used to wait longer. I think everything in recruiting just moves faster now. Um, so, but I think so. They already have a good number of kids committed. You know, Caleb Parrish, a uh, really good player from Masons, committed to Ferris. Ty Robertson, another really good player from Saginaw Heritage. We mentioned Isom earlier. Ty Robertson's the six three, two 220 pound back that's committed to Saginaw Valley. We talked about some of the guys. Committed to Grand Valley, um, like Jake Vermas. They got Andrew Schuster, a quarterback from Chippewa Valley, who's a really good player. Um, Josh Williams, a really good defensive tackle from Dearborn Forts, and he's going to GV. So no shortage of talent coming into the GLIAC as usual.
1: So when you look at uh, guys that are waiting, and if they don't get the signing day, we've already talked about how the COVID years uh, are behind us, and the transfer portal hasn't hit the the mid-major D one football programs or D two schools. Uh, and you're the Michigan Techs. You're the Hillsdale's. You're you mentioned Saginaw Valley State, and then you have the D three schools where the MIAA is loaded
2: again, non scholarship, but still a lot of football options in this state. A ton. I think kids here have a ton of opportunity. You know, Lawrence Tech is a new program growing. Davenport's program has grown really fast. Um, didn't mention even mention Makai Guy at Muskegon, star of the state title games, committed to Wayne State. Another GLIAC pickup. But yeah, there's a ton of options. You know, I went to a Hope game in the fall, and uh, was surprised to see Zach Trainer was playing quarterback there. He had signed with Eastern Illinois out of high school. Um, you know Brad Reardon and Eli Vanderveen from Hudsonville were two kids who had opportunities. I think Brad was committed to Navy, and they're playing at Hope. So there's Peter opera. Sturzman and his staff have done a great job in great Holland job. at Hope, and Alma's become a D three power. And so yeah, so all across the state, there are great options for kids to play football. And I know kids tend to look. I'm sure they look at my Twitter, some of the other things, and think that oh, it's, I got to be. D1, but those guys all have fantastic experiences playing where they play. And uh, I think just to be able to play the game for another four or five years and in some cases get school paid for and and just to have that experience of being on a team again is is great.
1: I I think with kids today, too, I get the, hey, D1, I went D1. But I, I believe I'm seeing these high school players pick schools where they know they can play. Not just their level of play, but
2: know they could walk in as a freshman and get playing time right away. Know you can play and where you like your coaches, where you like your teammates. These guys are all in group chats together now. They know each other. And where you can have the best college experience, right? Those things are all very important. That's why I was saying at the start of this show, we can, Arch Manning's NIL deal gets a lot of headlines for everybody else that we're talking about here from, Makai guy to Gabe Van Sickle. There's a lot more to it for those guys than NIL. NIL is not a factor for most of the kids we just talked about on the show. It's, it's the other things. Where can I have the best experience playing football and going to school?
1: So for a parent listening right now, Alan, before I let you go, what would be your advice? They got a freshman, sophomore football player. What's the best path to take? Because Peter Sturzma, gave me some personal advice on my son Ace last May, where he said, don't overdo the camps, don't overdo the clinics, let his junior tape, the season highlights, be the first thing people see on him. And I, and I, I told Peter actually today in a text, I said, yo, know, man, I look back in May and your advice was spot on.
2: Do everything you can do to be the best athlete, student, and football player you can be first. And then recruiting will follow. Don't try to get recruited. Don't try too hard to get recruited and overlook the things that actually get you recruited, which are being a good athlete, being good at football and being a good student. And it's hard to do with social media. I always use the example of swimming where when you're swimming in a race, they tell you don't look over at the other lane until you finish and then look and see where you finish. Don't you'll swim slower if you're always looking to the side to see what the other guy is doing. It's like that in recruiting. I think kids tend to look and say, well, this guy got offered. How come I didn't get offered or this guy did this or got this. If you try to figure out why one guy got an offer and why the next guy didn't and why this you'll drive yourself absolutely nuts trying to make sense of it. Cause sometimes this process doesn't make sense. And it's a lot of people's opinions. So just do everything you can do to be the best that you can be. And I think recruiting will take care of itself. That doesn't mean you don't put yourself out there some, but I think uh, sometimes you can overfocus on recruiting and not focus enough on the things that, that actually get you to that dotted line.
1: Alan, uh, again, spell the last name for people who want to follow you from 24-7 Sports on Twitter.
2: Yeah, A-L-L-E-N-T-R-I-E-U. Follow me on Twitter. I have open DMs. If, you, uh, if you're a freshman or a sophomore and you send me your tape in the next two or three days, I probably won't look at it. But uh, after the holidays, I'll get back into cranking on on these young guys after a little break.
1: Yeah, really good stuff today, my man. It was awesome. Uh, Enjoy the holidays with the kids and the family and tell Trimble and Baroni I
2: said hello, okay? I told them to listen in. They knew you were going to take digs at them, so maybe they didn't turn it on. They were planning
1: on it. I know Trimble was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't listen, man. I don't listen to your show. I don't agree with your opinions. That's pretty good Trimble. That's a really good, yeah.
2: Impersonation. You there. even kind of put your hand and out like Joey, on the walker. Joey
1: can call me names in Italian and I have no idea just like he did when he was watching his kids play their senior or senior years at he's Kentwood. what he'd he'd be swearing at the uh he wasn't coaching and he was watching his kids
2: swearing at the refs in Italian. What That's, a great what a great idea. I can't believe that. He's so calm and not a hothead yeah. in pickleball that I'm shocked that I tell him even, you got to open up more. You
1: got to show you got to wear your Emotions on your sleeve, Joey. Alan, thank you so much, my man. Always a pleasure. Thanks yeah, for having Alan me. Alan True, Midwest Recruiting Insider for 24-7 Sports in studio here on a Thursday edition of the HUGE show. In about 20 minutes, Lomas Brown, former Lion, part of Lions Radio Network, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew, formerly Bing Gardner, are Dorn Mayhew here at the end of the year. We'll talk Lions NFC North in the NFL coming
5: up in 20 minutes.
0: Everything huge, twenty-four-seven, at thehuge show.net.
4: It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw, every Saturday in December. Select the lucky ornament from the holiday tree for the chance to take home your share of over $400,000 in prizes. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw, every Saturday in December, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com
1: for complete rules and details. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Thursday broadcast. You want to join in? Mercantile Bank listener line 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. We're supposed to have Alyssa Garveling Jensen. Are you getting voicemail all the time, Superfly? Yeah, I let her know that. So we'll squeeze her in. Tomorrow, because we're going to be in Holland at Coppercraft Distillery. If we don't get her today, we'll squeeze her in tomorrow. All right? Did you double check the number and everything on the email? She's with the Grand Rapids Rise, the only professional volleyball franchise in the state of Michigan. They begin play in January. Those things happen. You could be trying to call her. She's trying to text or call us. I get people all the time say, you never pick up your phone. It doesn't go to voicemail. It's not on you, Superfly. There's no reason for you to be upset. We take a lot of pride on this show on not overreacting. And we'll get her on tomorrow. She's a Holland native. For our listeners on WHTC, their season doesn't start until January. The Grand Rapids rise. They play in downtown GR. Michigan's only professional volleyball franchise. Brett, I think Alyssa Garveling Jensen will be fine. She texted me, said, We're trying, are you calling me? I said, We're trying to call you. We're getting voicemail. It's not, I think you got to follow my new motto don't overreact. Take a deep breath. Understand we can get around, and it might fit tomorrow because we'll be in Holland, right? Grand Rapids Rise don't start playing until January in downtown Grand Rapids. So if we get around next week, we can do a make good. So I'll tell anybody, you got a daughter that's played, plays volleyball, you play volleyball, whatever it is, you need to watch a match with the Grand Rapids Rise. With teams from all around the country, and they signed a deal with CBS Sports. But this is a historic day for the show. Because you're overreacting more than I am. So we're good. Randy Cleese and the crew from the Griffins, the Grand Rapids Griffins, also sister franchise with the Grand Rapids Rise. You flying off the handle doesn't help anything, Brett. It doesn't. Learn from me. In my over 32 years of doing a talk show, rarely, and I mean rarely, have I ever just went off the deep end. She says it's not coming through on her end. Yeah. I'm not going to give her number out on air. I'm not texting it to you. We don't have time right now. And we got Lomas Brown. We'll do it tomorrow or we'll do it next week. She's cool. She's not upset. She's a pro volleyball player. You got to be laid back. California cool. Even though she's from the West Coast of Michigan and Holland. She says, hey, Bill, this is Lisa Jensen. Tell your producer to chill out. I'm listening online. Family loves your show out of Holland. I'm a pro volleyball player, so I learned early in my career to not overreact. We can make it up. Superfly. I'm not saying a an apology to me. It wasn't like the Grand Rapids Rise have their debut tonight. They they open up in January, okay? I do have a message from my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So the holidays are here. And if you want to get in on the NBA holiday hoops action or the Pistons and hope they can get a W tonight against Utah, DraftKings Sportsbook is delivering big time. They've got you covered for all your basketball bets, plus a special present for new customers to unwrap this week. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for just betting five bucks on basketball. That's an instant win just for you. And you could upgrade your bet slip this NBA season with DraftKings' new and improved same-game parlay anywhere feature. Now you can build same-game parlays anywhere without any additional snaps Or steps needed. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today to experience all the new features, including live parlay, leg tracking, player pages, and more. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up, and new customers can get 150. Instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And only when you sign up with code HUGE. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 800 270 21 plus, Michigan only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Now, if you've missed any of our huge opinions today or any show, interviews, full hours, full show, all you have to do is search the huge show where you download podcast.
0: Big. Bad. Huge. following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays
1: on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. At the end of the year, they'll be merging with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they'll be stronger together. They can help your business from retirement planning, payroll, audits, tax help, and more. Go to beangarter.com to find out about the merger and also how Bean Garter is stronger together with Dorn Mayhew. That is B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at BeanGarter. What's up, Michigan? It is hour number three on a Thursday, presented by Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew here at the end of the year, one of the world's top CPA, accounting and business firms. Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder. He joins us every week, along with Lomas Brown, former Lion, current member of the Lions radio broadcast crew, Dan Miller and TJ Lang. And we talk Lions, the NFC North and the rest of the NFL and Lomas, I was there uh, last Saturday night, man. That place was rocking. I wasn't sold on the Lions offense in the first quarter, but the defense, start to finish, delivered one of their best performances of the season.
3: Yeah, huge. I can say that probably was probably our best performance of the year, team-wise. I thought we played great. Like you say, especially on the defensive side of the ball, I thought they did everything they needed to do, including pressure on Russell Wilson, sacking Russell Wilson, uh, turnovers, Uh, just everything you need to do to be a championship or a winning defense. We were able to do it. Our offense did enough uh, on the offensive side to put up points. Uh, Special teams was good. I, I just thought... That it was a complete game plan, and especially like with the noise, the chatter that was going around, and you know, with the uneasy feeling that was going around, I thought that was a great way for those guys to answer any questions that were out there being asked.
1: Joshua, uh, your thoughts on the game? Uh, Lions played with desperation, passion energy they knew they needed uh, to show everybody they still were that same team we watched open the year in Kansas City what did you take from that win over the Broncos
8: I took uh, what a win uh, you had a good team there we talked about Denver last week they were they were on fire they beat some good football teams so this, this was a team that had good momentum I, I took uh, golf had a great game no turnovers. Gibbs, and uh, how about the rookies, right? How about the rookies? Uh, Laporta and Gibbs. I mean, these guys look like they've been in the league five years or more. And so, what I took from it was, was the team played complete on offense and defense from start to finish, and they dominated Denver.
1: You know, Loomis, one thing about Laporta and Gibbs only being rookies, and even J-Mo, who became wide receiver number two, at least for uh, Saturday night and that went over the Broncos at the way he's playing right now, Gibbs, and the way he's played all year in Laporta, they're as good as any tight end or running back in the NFL right now.
3: Absolutely. I mean you you exactly right. I think slimage yards, uh Jameer Gibbs is up there in the top, you know, in the top with the the uh, guys in the league and Sam Laporta, oh my goodness, I think it's only um, the, you know, just a one or two tight ends that are statistically uh, have better statistics than he he does. And, you know, to what Josh said, the use of these guys, that's what's so impressive to me. Because, like I always say, it's a learning curve in the NFL. I don't care who you are. And these guys, man, they seem to uh, Uh, Been playing at such a high level. You seem to be picking up little nuances of the game so quickly. That's what's so impressive to me about the way these guys have been performing. And the other big thing is, and people don't think this real is, you hit a rookie wall. It's a wall that you hit. I hit it. It's all rookies hit it because you haven't played this long. I haven't seen any effects from them. I, I really haven't seen any of effects of these guys sooner now. Maybe it might happen. Uh, maybe they were able to push through it. But it's just been amazing to watch them operate at, like you say, such a young age.
1: Well, maybe these these weeks when the Lions just weren't playing well and we could really go back to, you know, at the, the first Chicago game that – these rookies had practice, a chance to not get a lot of reps. You know, even JMO really is like a rookie, if that, early in a rookie year. And they have just stepped up. Uh, you look at that draft last year and how, in the end, it could have saved the season as the Lions are went away from being NFC North champions, Josh. And uh, Gibbs, with his speed, his cutback ability, I do like it when they keep him outside the tackles. I don't like him... Uh, between the tackles, maybe late when opposing defensive units are tired. And then Laporta, you can see the confidence Goff throws the football when he's throwing to Laporta. The tight window, he can throw the fastball, and Laporta is just in the right spot. And he, he – he, I mean, they will thread two defenders on Laporta, and Goff throws the ball differently to him.
8: He really does. And Laporta just looks like a – like an NFL veteran, it's amazing to see him out there playing at the at the level he is. And and hey, how about uh, Gibbs, or excuse me, how about um, J-Mo last week and the number of targets? We, we went at him and we gave him the ball. We talked about it last week where we wanted to put the ball in his hands. And uh, I, I think uh, I think Ben heard, heard us because uh, they, they targeted him a lot and tried to get him the ball. So our young guys have made such a difference um, this year. And it was fun to see against Denver.
1: Lomas, you can still see that J-Mo is playing like a rookie. He's raw. His routes aren't precise. But, man, athleticism. Him, Gibbs, what they bring to the table is basically rookies. This is why the Lions are where they are. That and when the offensive line is in front of golf and Gibbs and J-Mo.
3: Yeah, we we have to be. If I'm an opposing defensive coordinator and I'm looking at playing our offense, it, it's a nightmare. It, it really is a nightmare if you think about it. Like you said, very good offensive line that can run block and pass block. I got Amaraj St. Brown, the guy I could just plug anywhere, and he's automatic to get me a first down. We already talked about how The rookies are playing. You know, you could talk about some of the other guys that have had the fill-in spots on that team. I'm still waiting, still waiting for them to utilize Josh Reynolds. I think he can be a big weapon for us. He's a guy that averages more per catch than any of our receivers. I think even more than J Mo. But he's a guy that we don't hardly utilize, that he's out there that we can utilize. So it's so many weapons. So my point is, like I said, if I'm facing the Detroit Lions offense, you know, I'm, it's very few ways that I can see how you beat this team, and it's very few ways that I can see most defenses trying to match up with this team because of all the weapons that we have.
1: Lomas Brown, former Lion, member of Lions Radio Network, joining us on a Bean Carter, soon to be Doran Mayhew Thursday broadcast. Josh Garvey is the managing shareholder at Bean Carter. He joins us every week when we talk Lions, NFC North, and the rest of the NFL. So the Lions take care of business, uh, put together, as Lomas said, one of their best games of the year. I will say the Vikings and Packers have been very accommodating to the Lions here over the last month, setting up a trip to Minneapolis where the Lions could win the NFC North. I think Mullins is going to be the QB. Minnesota isn't totally healthy. Their defense really has played well uh, this year, Josh. So what happens uh, Sunday, Christmas Eve in Minneapolis?
8: I'll comment to your defense. Yeah, they've played some good defense. Um, they've got some guys over there that are that are very very good. Uh, they've also got some guys on offense that are very very good. In uh, Mullins at QB, you know, you've seen him make some great throws uh, and you've seen him make some really bad throws. Um, so I think Minnesota uh, still has some some holes there on offense. Um, the environment there, they're doing the whiteout night. I read the write up. They're going to do the whiteout night and they're trying to pump that up over in Minnesota, trying to get the crowd involved, but. I think Detroit is going to go in there and continue that momentum from last week. Our guys look healthy. Our offense and defense looks balanced. Uh, I think they're going to go into Minnesota and get the win. I do think it'll be close, but I do think that they can go in there and get it done.
1: You know, Lomas, one thing, if you're the Vikings, even with a month where you're saying if we had cousins, we might be playing the Lions to win the NFC North on the other end on Sunday Uh, But they do have the Lions twice on the schedule. They get the Packers at home. They're thinking win three in a row and the Vikings can go to the playoffs.
3: You know they're thinking that way. Not only can they go to the playoffs, but they can spoil Detroit dreams. They're on the way to going to the playoffs. So you're right. They're absolutely thinking that way. That's the way we used to think. So Detroit has a target on its back, and like I say, we have to play on our souls two out of these last three weeks. So it's going to be a challenge, but I just think this Lion team, they seem to have stepped up to all the challenges this year. They really have been. Um, And they stepped up when things, a lot of things have have been on the line. It's a lot on the line, I think, this weekend. I don't think you want to wait and you know, St. Louis a Minnesota then have to beat them the last game of the season. You don't want to have to go that route. I think these guys are hungry. I think Dan's going to have them ready. And I think it's going to be a tough game. And I do think Minnesota's going to come out with some different things. I wouldn't be shocked to see Joshua Dobbs in some packages because they know how, how how tough of a time we have with mobile quarterbacks. So I wouldn't be shocked if he gets some playing time. Um, I think they're going to do everything they can to try to beat us at home. Uh, but I do think the Lions will prevail in the end.
1: Josh, uh, what's your gut on this Minnesota game? Uh, Vikings are going to treat it like it's the end of the season. They're probably going to try and bring that same energy in Minneapolis that the Lions fans had, the team. Uh, I I really believe this game and the following week at Dallas will tell me if the Lions are primed to make a playoff run. I still like the Lions because of a lack of offense on the Vikings side, uh, but the concern is real.
8: The concern is real. Vikings have some guys that can make plays. Justin Jefferson, Josh Metellus on the defensive side. They've got a good running back. I I do think it's going to be a very tight game. The the line says three, three and a half. Um, I I think that this could be a really close game. I do think Detroit, the momentum from last week, I do think will carry forward. I think our guys are hungry as ever, and I think that they're uh, excited as they look down the stretch and realize that they can take the North for the first time in, 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 what, like 30 years, so... They're excited. Yeah. Uh, I think our guys are going to bring a same, a same or similar energy to Minnesota when they're playing for, for dear life. Their backs are up against the wall. I think that our guys are going to bring the same energy.
3: Yeah.
1: Lomas, uh, what do you feel about uh, the game on Sunday with the Vikings?
3: Yeah, it's going to be a tough game. Atmosphere. I think the Vikings, the fans are going to be ready. They're going to bring the atmosphere I think, like he's uh, Josh said, they they got a nice their their offensive line is starting to play very good. I like this uh, running back. Uh, God, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but uh, I've been watching him on film and he he looks really good back there. Again, I think they're gonna have a couple of packages with Joshua Dobbs in there, or or if Mullins struggle, I don't think they'll be hesitant to put Josh Dobbs in there, again, because of some of the problems we've had with mobile quarterbacks, but – It's all going to be predicated on our defense, I think. I think if our defense comes with the same attitude, the same energy, uh, the same type of pressure that they can put on quarterbacks and get quarterback sacks, if they could bring that same energy they did to Denver, I think we'll win them. I win the game. I think they'll force a couple of turnovers. It'll be close like Josh says, but I do think the Lions can come out with that, and that'll be what? The NFC North title for
1: the first time in, like, 30-some-odd years. Yes. Man, that is crazy. 30-some-odd years since they won an NFC North title. So, Josh, when you look at the Lions right now, at home they've, they've shown us, and even on the road against Kansas City, probably, and Tampa, and even Green Bay the first game, okay, they could make a big playoff run. I, I really think what I said, this at Minnesota, at Dallas stretch, Not only playing for the NFC North, but there's a shot at the two-seed and even an outside shot at the one-seed. And the NFL announced that the Patricia rule is in effect right now on seeding in the NFC, that if Matt Patricia runs the Eagles defense into the ground the final four games and they lose all of them, and the 49ers lose to the Ravens and collapse, and the Lions win out, that the Lions will be the one seed, courtesy of Matt Patricia. You want the ultimate Christmas gift, Lomas?
3: Man, he owes us. He owes
1: us. He owes a lot of people. Man, he owes the Patriots. He owes – I mean, he made Nick Foles. Nick Foles probably still pays him monthly for the money he made him in that Super Bowl, ironically, in Minneapolis. That's right. Oh, my. So, what do you – What are? do you really believe last Saturday – is a quasi restart on a run through the playoffs, or are you still waiting to see what happens this weekend and next weekend in Minneapolis and Dallas?
8: My gut tells me it's going to be a continuation of what we saw against the Denver Broncos. That doesn't sound like gut. That sounds like you're hoping, the way you kind no. of said that. It's it's absolutely my gut. I you're think. like going, my gut, my gut. <laughs> Come on, my gut. Come on. No, I don't have to question my gut. Because ever, our guts so. as
1: Lions fans have been very instrumental throughout three decades of not winning the North because we've barfed watching some of these games. Or we've partied so much when they've won that we wake up the next morning not feeling well. So a gut vibe is very important, Josh. So you, well, you, you think they, they are ready now. This is a restart. They've had their wall, month, whatever you want to
8: call it. I do and, and certainly trust my gut intuition here. But they, they, they have all the guys back. The health of, 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 of guys in the NFL is very important. We've had some key players who were out in some of those games or playing very injured and you see the offensive lineback, you see Anzalone out there playing through a little bit of an injury, you see Montgomery healthy, you see Gibbs healthy, you see Goff healthy, so all the guys that you need that we talked about being the key players to making a run are there, and it seemed like that game last week, Denver was a good football team. That team had won six in a row, they're a good football team, so... My gut tells me these next three games, Detroit is gonna have that same momentum carrying through at Minneapolis, at Dallas, and back at home to close out. I could see three and all to close wow. the season.
1: Yeah, man. Thirteen and four. I called fourteen and three and and then Matt Patricia, when the Lions have the Super Bowl parade. He's in the lead fire truck. <laughs> He's in the lead with his shorts on in February.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, We're going to do it know, outside. I don't, if we, I don't know if we could put him on the fire truck. We might have to a little short bus. We could put him oh, on little short bus. That's <laughs> not, I
1: mean, hey, you know what? Whoever asked to get up and down one word, we'll work with. Uh, Patricia, I I don't know how this guy, Lomas, I'm not gonna, I know it's the holidays and I gotta love everybody, but how Matt Patricia finds his way back into coordinator roles. He did it with Belichick, it was horrible. The Eagles here. Right. I, 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 he, well, he must be a good interview because he got the Lions job, right?
3: Hey, man, he's a talker now. I'm telling you, if you ever spent time around him outside of the – you know, I mean, you will be impressed with the guy. Every time I talked with him outside of the football, it was great. It was great talking to him. I don't know what happens when he walks in the locker room because everything changes. But I know outside the locker room, never had a problem – I never had a bad conversation with the guy, so maybe he just flips his demeanor when he goes inside a locker room, but oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, I, I had that I had those issues probably sixteen to thirty where I talked to a woman and she sounded like the greatest woman on earth. And then I went out on a date and I kept my car running. So <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, again, you know, I, I think once you get a resume in the NFL as a coordinator or a head coach, you get a second or third chance. I really think, Lomas, that's, that's what's happened with Patricia.
3: Well, we've always seen that, Hugh. There's nothing different about the right. NFL. They recycle coaches, mm. they, they would do that in a. So
1: you're right. Yeah, I think Harbaugh, if offered, Josh, I know you're a Michigan football fan. I think if offered, Harbaugh is going to take that Chargers job. And there's talk today from Bleacher Report that there's interest on the Chargers side. He hasn't signed that contract or even talked about it. I think with what he's been through and the newest stuff with the NCAA yesterday, I think Jim Harbaugh, if offered – Will be the head coach of the Chargers next year because they have Bosa, they have Herbert, they have Eckler, they have a great O line, they have receivers. They real and Kansas City's moving the other way. You're not sure of Denver. You know if Russell Wilson's going to keep going. Raiders are going through changes, so you're in a division where quickly you could be eleven and five, you know, ten and seven, win it or
8: be a playoff team. Can't say I disagree. And and Jim would be stepping into a very comfortable quarterback position there with, with Herbert and a winning football team, a playoff team a year ago. I can't say I disagree. Sad to say I I don't want him to leave Michigan football, but I, I can't say I disagree.
1: Lomas, uh the NFL, because I'm looking at I'm looking at quality coaches. Belichick's name's out there, but I I think he's a little bit old school and someone like Washington might take him. I don't think San Diego's desperate. I don't think he's going to fit out in California. Where's, Where's a good fit for Belichick? Is it Washington maybe and replace Rivera?
3: Yeah, I would love that. I would yeah. love that for him. I heard someone say he's more of a, you know, that, that division type of guy going up against the Giants and right. Philly and those guys. So I think that would be a great, great fit for him. And the other thing, I'll go back to the Jim Harbaugh thing. I think maybe the good thing, Josh, is maybe y'all found your next head coach. I mean, I the intern coach, Sharon. I, I, I mean, I thought he did a yeah. great job. I agree. You know, filling in. So maybe maybe you guys have the next coach if Harbaugh moves on. No,
1: he already showed it with the three games to end it at Penn State, at Maryland, Ohio State. I think Sharon Moore is a built-in coach where even if Harbaugh leaves, even if a J.J. McCarthy would stay, they know they watched what Moore did in a real heated
8: Three game stretch on and off the field. He really showed himself there. He uh he coached well. He was passionate in those interviews. You could see his love for those yeah. guys on the Michigan team. He was so passionate. Um he, he was he he did an amazing job. He really did down the stretch uh against those three teams, especially Ohio State at home. He did a fantastic job. So you're right, Lomas. I I think we have a built in amazing candidate right there. You're right. I agree.
1: Boy, you you guys just are You guys are a match made in heaven. You just agree with each other. You're right, Josh. I never hear Loma say, you're right, Bill. I never hear Josh say, you're right, Bill. I never hear Superfly say, you're right, Bill. Matter of fact, I might, I might, between my kids, my family, my 32-plus years doing a talk show, how many times have I heard, you're right, Bill? Sorry about that. Thank you. I, I, don't, I, I don't take it personal. Wait, you're right. You're right, Bill. No. (laughs) I I care who signs the checks. and They they got the right number. That's what I care about. All right, so Lomas, uh, you're there with Dan and TJ and around the Lions. Is this a team? Because, again, there's mathematical possibilities where they could get the one seed. I still think it's going to be the Niners. But the two seed isn't crazy if they beat Minnesota and go win at Dallas. Are they primed? Are they healthy enough for a deep playoff run?
3: Oh, yeah, I think so. I, I think they are. Uh, we're a young team. Uh, so, again, I don't think getting tired will be a problem uh, like some of the older teams have face. Uh, I think we're built for the playoffs, meaning with our offensive line and our run game. We're built to go on the road. We're built for bad weather. Um you know, we are. I think I think the key is going to be our quarterback, to be honest with you, Jared Goff, how he plays, you know, down the stretch. I think we have everything else. I think we're a team that if we got into a shootout, we could get ahead enough, even if our defense struggles. I think we should be able to put up points the rest of this year. So, like I say, we're built for the playoffs. We're built for the role. So, yes, we can make a run in the playoffs, Bill.
1: And with a win. You're right, Bill. No, thank Bye. you. Thank you, Lomas. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you, too. <laughs> Merry yeah, Merry. Lomas goes, you know what? I figured out a very economical way to give Christmas gifts out. Just tell people they're right. You're right, honey. You're right. You're right, Dan. And they're like, Lomas didn't give me anything. Yeah, I did. I told you you're right publicly. <laughs> so with a win Sunday, they win the NFC North, and they get that home playoff game. Which would be the first in Ford Field history, and there still is that that opportunity for a Stafford versus the Lions playoff game in Detroit. Which I was trying to think—you know, there's been the Avs, Wings, there's been Tigers, some you know World Series things. Uh, I, if Stafford is on the other side, coming down the tunnel. In Detroit, I'm not saying that the franchises have ever played. And there's been old school bad boys, new school bad boys, right, with Shaq, Kobe, and the Lakers. But just the storyline on that, Lomas, might be the biggest game ever for the Lions. And I'm talking hype.
3: You know what? One word, it would be epic. It would be epic. Yes, it would. Man, that would be... Mm. On TV, the the, uh, stations would eat that up. The storylines, just... Oh, my gosh, man. Either way, either way it goes, the storylines that can be written behind that, it would be epic, and it would be... Well-deserved for the Detroit, the long-suffering we've done. That would be well-deserved for us to go in there and play against Stafford and beat Matthew Stafford. Wow.
1: Josh, could you imagine if Stafford came to Detroit in the first playoff game ever and beat Goff and the Lions? That would be a punch right oh, in the God. gut. I mean, wow! Would be, for golf to get beat by Stafford at home, I I really wonder how golf would handle this,
8: right? Rams fans, Rams fans are feeling this a little bit too. Let's put the shoe on their foot. Yeah, but I think
1: they're kind of on the downside. That this could be the final year for McVay and Stafford.
8: Could be, but they liked golf. Golf took them to a Super Bowl, right? So I think uh, I think they're feeling a little bit of that. But you're right
1: they they are, they have a resurgence to them and stafford rolling down with uh you know his wife all over uh, the social networks a week before would just really set the game up to be epic as lomas brown just said <laughs> without question i i'm i'm really I, although there's a part of me i'd rather have minnesota again with no quarterback to be honest i i get the yeah. epic matchup yeah. Yeah. but i want a game they can win where then you hope, okay, your hope was that you wanted the Eagles to win that and have the Cowboys be a road team, but then I watched the way they played at Buffalo, the way they played at Philly, and the way they played at San Francisco, and it's amazing how different they look home and away. And it's kind of like the Lions a little bit that scares me when you look at Chicago, when you look at Baltimore, right? You know, the more home games you can get. So I'm I'm hoping you get that upset where the Lions might get two playoff games at home and then have to go to San Francisco for the NFC championship. God, it's awesome just to talk about that, isn't it?
3: Right. I know that is awesome, and you're right. That would be the perfect scenario, oh, that's twice. and I totally agree with you on the Minnesota thing. That's three, three I times. I would rather face them than <laughs> face Matthew. Oh yeah. my God!
1: I gotta, I gotta do some karaoke tonight. Holiday karaoke once twice, three times <laughs> from Lomas. Lomas, stop giving him this, will you? <laughs> I gotta get the karaoke bar after the show tonight. What do you want to do? Can you do, uh, can I do the Commodores uh, once, twice, three times a uh, lady, but I'm gonna use Lomas instead of lady. All right, Lomas. Oh my God. Lomas, and, uh, you gotta stop. You're pumping his head up. Enjoy the trip to Minneapolis, okay? I am John. I will, right. Josh, I'll take Merry, Christmas, Merry Christmas, Lomas. Merry Christmas. So my man and that's uh okay okay well, <laughs> I said Merry Christmas I think he hung up he hung up on you well he <laughs> He hung up on me. He told okay. you you were right three times. Three that times he hung up and said, oh, my life's over. I mean, I, my, my my broadcasting career is done. I just told Huge three times in five minutes. That's all you got. He's probably saying, that guy's a needy SOB. <laughs> all right, Josh, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas oh, to you. Thank you. He didn't hit a dial tone. No, oh, wait a minute. You're in the studio. I can't. I yeah, can't just enjoy hang up, up good stuff as always, and Uh, We'll talk next week, maybe as the Lions, as NFC North champs, are ready for that first-ever home playoff game of Ford Field. I love the sounds of that. All right, Josh Garvey, he is a managing shareholder for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew official. You'll see the Dorn Mayhew new sign right there on the S-curve when you're traveling through Grand Rapids, one of the world's top CPA, accounting, and business firms. Their worldwide headquarters is in Troy on the east side of Detroit. (laughs)
0: From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is
1: huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three,
9: top flight! It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. The bowl season has officially begun in college football with seven games this past weekend and four games throughout this week. It all feels a little empty, though, doesn't it? With the NFL, NHL, NBA, and college hoops in full swing, it feels as if we're all just waiting for the college football playoff to begin. This, perhaps, may be another real positive in the expanded playoff field. We could jump from conference championship games directly into the postseason, and that should help keep the energy and the buzz around the sport alive during this always incredible awkward time between the conclusion of the regular season and the beginning of the New Year's Six. Hopefully by then, we're still focused on more of the on-the-field action than off-the-field because the transfer portal has gone absolutely insane, and I think we all just want to see the games being played.
1: He would cheer for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now, they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail, vodka, blue raspberry lemonade, this special limited edition canned cocktails available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery.
4: Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino.
1: There's a party
4: on this hill. Same show, the soulful, bad boy, RB. r and Genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill. Friday, January 26th at Sorry Evil Casino. Salt and Pepper, Tom and Jerry, Rhythm and Blues. Some things just always go together, like driving and seatbelts. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police knows that seatbelts save lives. We know how easy it is to buckle up every single time. We know how important seatbelts are for everyone because we see what happens when people don't wear seatbelts. Driving and seatbelts. You just can't have one without the other.
1: Where are you watching the Michigan-Alabama game on New Year's Day? Where you can join the huge show at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids and other Celebration Cinema locations will be showing the game. For more info, go to CelebrationCinema.com. You're listening to The
0: Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: We are back in the Huge Show Across Michigan Thursday broadcast presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the month. Love that conversation every week with Josh and Lomas when it comes to the Lions, NFC North, and the NFL. Speaking of the NFL, our Honolulu Blue Friday live road show will be tomorrow, 3 until 6, at the Copper Craft Distillery on 120th, in Holland with our affiliate WHTC. I'll be broadcasting live. You can come out and get a pour on any of their spirits, Honolulu Blue, and more. And we'll be talking about the Lions and the Vikings. So the huge show is on the road again tomorrow, three until six, inside Coppercraft Distillery, which is open to the public. We got a tasting room there on 120th in Holland and also. Uh, down in Saugatuck, and Honolulu Blue is at Blue Raspberry Lemonade and Vodka. The Honolulu Blue and Silver Can, it's available now. You can look for it in Meyer stores right there, Center Isle. Back by the Spirits. And then Coppercraft has so much more beyond Honolulu Blue, and we'll talk about that, and also a partnership they're developing with Folds of Honor. But they started that before we started ours, And then we both said, wait a minute, Folds of Honor is close to both of our hearts, brands. That's awesome. I sent Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney a note about that, and he's like, that is so cool. Merry Christmas. So tomorrow, Friday, 3 until 6, the HUGE show is live at the Coppercraft Distillery on 120th in Holland. Public is invited. Get out there, get a pour, get some spirits for your holiday parties. Uh, I look forward to my live broadcast in Holland at the Coppercraft Distillery tomorrow, 3 until 6.
0: Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net.
7: Hi, I'm Casey. I don't just work at Meyer, I shop there. Get a $15 coupon like I did when you spend $150 or more this week in store. Print it at checkout, start redeeming next week. And get Meyer Spiral Sliced Ham for $0.80 cents per pound with M-Perks. Discount automatically applied when you enter your M-Perks ID. Limit four. Plus potatoes, green beans, rolls, and more. Then save even more with M-Perks with the dollar off per gallon of gas. Get the same low prices, big deals, and great quality in-store and online at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app.
1: Huge here for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at the TheUrbanU.com. That's TheUrbanU.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers until December 30th through the end of the year. Purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about or your family. And you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at TheUrbanU.com. And what are holiday tiers? Holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services. Simple and easy. If you want to take care of everything for the holidays, go to TheUrbanU.com They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, dot com. Or look for Bean Garter, soon-to-be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: It's time for another Moving Ferris Forward interview. Each and every week on The Huge Show across Michigan, we talk about leaders-connected, ferris state university that are moving people degrees teams and departments forward and today kevin d'alessandro is the director of northern michigan operations in traverse city with ferris state university uh he joins us and kevin my first thought when i saw dave murray uh, give me the background on you i didn't know ferris had a hub in traverse city
6: yeah no it's like exciting exciting time to be a part of ferris state university um Right now, Fair State is kind of uh, in the midst of unveiling uh, these five hubs across the state of Michigan. Uh, Kind of the uh, idea and linchpin of our president, uh, Dr. Bill Pink, over at main campus in Big Rapids. And uh, I'm based in Traverse City, of course, so we're kind of the first hub that uh, is rolling out per se. And again, these four other hubs will be one in Flint and Grand Rapids and Kalamazoo and then Detroit as well. So a pretty exciting time to be part of the Fair State family.
1: So Kevin D'Alessandro, who's with the Northern Michigan uh, Ferris Hub there in Traverse City, these hubs, what exactly do they mean to potential students or current students connected to Ferris State University?
6: I believe one keyword is all about connectivity. And a second keyword for me is going to be engagement. It's a way to connect our students Um statewide and online and across all five of our aforementioned regional hubs across the state of Michigan. Uh, it's a way to, you know, for me being based in Traverse City, I kind of cover a big area from, uh, you know, Luddington pretty much to Alpena and Sheboygan and Petoskey and back down to Traverse City. So it's really a way to connect to students who might not be able or have the opportunity to go to or attend classes down at the main campus in Big Rapids. Uh, and moreover, it's also another opportunity, that keyword of engagement, to engage students where I come to them, uh, you know, based out of our TC Hub location. Uh, so again, if they're unable even to get to Traverse City, then I'm going to meet them at their high school, at their career tech center, at another community college like Kirtland or Alpena or NCMC uh, or businesses and things like that as well. So it's a great way to uh, connect and engage our uh, future and perspective. Students here across not just up north and northern Michigan, but the state as a whole in general.
1: I love the idea with the hubs. I know Dr. Pink talked about that about a month ago here on a Moving Ferris Forward interview, Kevin Delosandro, Director of Northern Michigan Operations in Traverse City, the hub there for Ferris State University. So if someone's interested in taking classes, going online. And they live up there in northern Michigan. I know we have listeners on 104.7 and AM 1340, Charlevoix, Petoskey to the bridge, 93.7 FM, Cadillac to Traverse City. They can just stop into the hub and see you guys.
6: Exactly, exactly. I mean, we can offer everything in the, in the business field uh, to master's degrees and our social work program and, you know, other degrees and programs online, hybrid, in person across the board here at the TC Hub. So it's definitely an exciting time and it's a definitely a great way to kind of, again, reconnect and re-engage our students. And uh, as Dr. Ping kind of quotes, uh, it's a way for Fair State University to kind of uh, uh, be relevant and responsive uh, as an institution across the state.
1: And be statewide and still have the footprint in Big Rapids, but now extended all across the state. Great move there. Joining us from the Ferris State University Hub in Traverse City, Kevin Delisandro, Director of Northern Michigan Operations for Ferris State University. If you want to find out about the Traverse City Hub or all their hubs or the main campus, just go to ferris.edu. Kevin, thank you for the conversation and your work in helping move Ferris forward.
6: Yeah, you're more than welcome. It's been a, it's been a fun adventure so far. And as uh, Dr. Pink also quoted, uh, Ferris State, we want to become the disruptor and not always being disrupted per se. So it's a great exciting time here at the university for sure.
1: Yeah, moving Ferris forward, this truly fits. Kevin, enjoy the holidays.
6: You as well. Thank you so much and have a great
1: day. Yeah, back at you, Kevin Delessandro from the Ferris State University hub in Traverse City, Director of Northern Michigan Operations. Dave Murray. Uh, did give me this note, too, that he asked me to put in at the end of our Moving Ferris Forward interview. I don't know. I've seen the story, I think nationally and locally. How about this? A student, a mother, took her 10-day-old baby to her graduation ceremony. She had been working so hard trying to get her degree to set up life for the child that wasn't born, and now the baby was 10 days old, and she wasn't going to miss commencement where Dr. Pink was the featured speaker at Ferris State University. Dave Murray told me what's extra special is that this mom used Ferris's new student success hub to help her take classes around her home, work, and child responsibilities. That's how Dr. Bill Pink, the president, and people like Kevin D'Alessandro, and even that mom that had that baby close to her, Celebrating a milestone in her life getting that Ferris State University degree. You can find out more about how Dr. Pink and all these leaders are moving Ferris forward and how it could change your life. Go to ferris.edu.
9: Big. Bad. Huge.